She waddles through this land, pregnant with dreams of liberation, with nowhere to birth them. Her water breaks in an attempt to cleanse the rot of patriarchy, but in turn baptizes her as less than human. But this feminist understands that the power of her voice and clenched fist shall reclaim her freedom. Not yet, Uhuru, the new voice of the women's liberation movement. Welcome to Not Yet Uhuru. Yes, yes. Propaganda culture show. You can join us on a daily basis as we use our feminist gaze to talk about different issues right here on the of course, tribe. Of course. And of course, you're hanging out with myself, Pumzilengkota. And Naledi Chirwa. We will be your host for the first hour of this Drive Time slot from Monday to Friday. Now, today is Friday, guys. Uh-huh. It's a Friday. Yes. It is the weekend officially, finally. But we'll be back with you next week, Monday. Don't worry. So we are footy Monday, same time, same place, giving you all feminist spice, all the feminist sauce in broadcast radio. And I don't know if you were listening to yesterday's shows, but it mm. was pretty amazing. Pumzile, you were here, Mosne. Oh hell yeah, it was amazing. I mean, we were joined in studio by Dr. Tlaleng, Yo, my fave, also, who's also known as the sex doctor. The sex doctor, guys. And Natalie Butelezi. I mean, the video can be found on Soul City's Facebook page, mm-hmm. so you can, you know, you can check it out. And you know what? The, the show was very interesting yeah, because we. Yeah. About you know the you, you talked about sex work yes you know yes and um yeah like it was it was eye opening in a sense that we, we I got to learn a lot of things mm-hmm. that it's not all about sexual intercourse yes. when it comes to the sex industry yeah you know there's a lot of services that are provided mm-hmm. we also got to learn that you know sex um you know sex employees mm-hmm. or, or rather sex workers rather yeah, yeah. should be treated as equal as all Most other definitely. employees simply because they're they're providing a service. Yes, and with regards to the income that they are making, mm. they are contributing to the economy. Most definitely, and we also yeah. touched base on 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 the violence, you know, that mm. they are subjected to. Yeah, it's too much. Yes, it is. It's too much. Simply because, as you know, it's illegal, you know, in our yeah. country to be a sex worker. Yeah. So the fact that you know even police officers themselves mm. tend to abuse the sex workers. Yeah. So we talked about the fact that you know it, it should be decriminalized, mm. and the fact that we we also gave out advice as to where you know sex workers can go yeah. after being violated yeah. you know no most definitely the feminist work I mean mm. it also highlighted for me in particular how the world is so obsessed with women's bodies mm. with owning our bodies like people just get angry guys when we take ownership of our sexuality like imagine this, this whole <laughs> hatred yeah. it's jealous against slay queens have you mm. seen that people are just speaking down on slay queens guys mm. because by no more now they don't want mm. you to own your sexuality it has to be according to their standards, yeah. according to their pockets. Yeah. If they can't afford you, or they think they can't afford you, then hey, we're a slave queen. I mean, I'm just saying, Zalana, champion robot, Udriver, I'm poor, I'm chasing your motor. Imagine you're saying, "What's happening? What's happening?" I'm attitude going on. I me go be a slave queen there, far away from the streets. What? You know, because so he he pretended as if he owns the street. Exactly, it's like I'm gonna show you a lesson. I'm gonna teach you a lesson. I'm gonna run into you because oh, you're a slave queen. And I mean, we see it happening on a daily basis. Mm. But today's show is all about 
pop culture, you know, who is who in the industry and yeah. who is doing what in these streets. It is propaganda culture. Yes. Lady, please tell us what we're talking about today. Now, as you know, a propaganda culture is all about who is doing what in the music, the arts, culture and lifestyle. This is all about who is what at the forefront of creativity with a particular focus on women creatives. Mm. Now, on today's show, we are going to gossip a little. So, <laughs> we're going to talk about who yeah. is doing the most for feminism and pop culture, both locally and abroad. Yeah, yeah. And we talk more generally about the music industry and the experiences of women. Ourselves as fun and men and women are never on the, there's an injustice and we see it even in music is there. So we're going to address that as well. Yeah. I mean, yes, we're talking about feminism and pop culture. You know, what does it look like? Yes. Do we agree about what feminism looks like in pop culture? Mm. You know, who are some of your feminist icons in popular? I mean, who are some of your feminist icons in popular culture? Yo, guys, Nandinelis, Dinekotangze, Ruchusa. I mean, Upionse, Upionse, guys. She could also be Beyonce. Beyonce grew. Well, yeah. Beyonce raised us, guys. Like mm. we started from not knowing what the hell is going on, from yeah. knowing what is going on and responding to what's going on. I mean, if I was a boy, that is mm. feminist things that Beyonce was teaching us from Around way back. World. Right? Yes. Beyonce has been doing the work now Rihanna, guys. Like they're showing us how to do the slaveship properly and to be unapologetic. And of course, locally, my favorite, King Tata Nisamazwai, who is the mm. god, guys. King Ta is the god. Actually, you must give a promotion from King Ta to God Ta. Mm. She's doing the most. And the the, the hip hop in the hip hop um sector, I like Abu Rouge, Abu Musli, you know, Miss Cosmo and Shoma Josie. I think they are doing it. They are doing it for me most definitely. Like they, they definitely raise the bar like to there, up there, look there. It's there. You are listening to Not Yet Uhuru. Brought to you by the Soul City Institute. We are talking about feminism and pop culture and the experiences of women in the music industry. Now, on the line, we are joined by Khabo Chwene, who is a final year music student majoring in performing arts management and community music. She has been particularly interested in writing about gender in music and performance. A very good afternoon, Khabo, and welcome to the UJFM Drive. Hello, Khabo. Hello. How are you doing? <laughs> Hi, thank you. I'm well, thank you. How are you? Okay, Khabo, now you have been researching, you know, writing on women in the music industry for some time now. What are some of the challenges that women face in the creative industry? Um, I mean, the challenges are a lot. And I think I think the biggest one really is entry into uh, genres that are not particularly niche. Mm-hmm. I find that um, women do well in like niche genres like jazz and like indie, whereas it, it seems harder to penetrate other spaces, other genres, I mean, like, you know, pop, and particularly pop. Why do you think that is the case? I think it's just, like, I think we sometimes overstate kind of how far we've come as women in the music industry. Mm. I think the problems, like, women, the problems women face Mm. um, are so evident even in the industry. I just think, you know, it's still a a man's playing field. Yeah. Can you please elaborate on your research that you did? Oh, my research is uh, is on the, a band called Zuko Collective. Okay. Um, it's a nine-piece band, uh, which is female-led, mm-hmm. um, which is what was attractive to me about it. Mm. Um, so I got a chance to attend the rehearsal as a, as a part of my research. Yeah. And I just really loved how the the manner in which the band operates. Um, you know, she she runs everything. She makes decisions about the music. She makes decisions about, um, 
you know, the gigs they take and so on. And I just felt that was so refreshing. I'd never seen that before, where a woman is literally orchestrating mm-hmm. um, the entire band and, and, and the, the end result, like literally from beginning to end. Yeah, I want to know, Kabbalah, I want you, I want you to go into detail, ne? Mm. into the different mm. ways in which women are silenced in the music industry. Like, give me details, like, Wuti, this is how they are silenced in terms of, you know, media, mm. platforms, mm. financing. Because I don't think women get paid the same way men get paid. Like, their rates they, are different. They probably don't, yeah. Um, I think the silencing is, is the, the sneaky type, right? Yeah. Uh, for example, during, during uh, August, Women's Month, suddenly... You know, uh, uh, jazz houses yes. and music spaces suddenly are interested in women performers, and suddenly mm-hmm. we are getting this overwhelming um, uh, visibility of, of women performers. Okay. Where uh, literally, and then the first of September is back to the men. Back to ordinary. I mean? So, I mean, the silencing also happens in. Uh, there isn't, or oh, I don't know of any female producers actually. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there is, but it's you know, there the, the, are very few and far in between. And so women still have to work, especially signed artists, they still have to work under the directorship of men. Yeah. And the silencing can also happen through the content production. Yeah. So you you will be silenced in, in the type of content that you produce. As a woman who feels like men are trash, mm. you won't be able to communicate that in your music. Mm. You're signed under a man who doesn't kind of want to yeah. ha- have those things kind of spoken. Which, which, you know, which brings me to the next question. I mean, we hear a lot of music, you know, in the media uh, with lyrics that often trash women. Why do you think, you know, that a lot of uh, that a lot of music simply focuses on trashing ladies? Oh, I think I mean, that's I think that's wrapped around a lot. It's wrapped around the inception of certain genres, the normalization, it's wrapped around rape culture. Yeah. I think it's wrapped, it's wrapped around so much. I think there are certain things that we have normalized. We, we've normalized certain ways of calling women. Mm. We've normalized certain ways of speaking to women and about women. We've normalized praising women for being broken and hurt, you know. Mm. So these things, I think what music does well is kind of also reflect where society is at. Yeah. Um, and I think this, these things are coming through in the in the um, the content, the music content that people are producing, because this is the reality. This is where we are as women, you know, in society. Okay, okay, okay. I hear you. And I think what you're saying is so important because looking into how women are depicted in the music industry, like I'm a daughter, they're allowed to just come with just the music, right? Like they'll come mm. and just give us hip hop. But women have, especially black women, have to exactly. go back to to give, have to become sex workers even in the music mm. industry and give us sex yep. and music in mm. fact the sex is what legitimizes mm. them in music you look yeah. especially mm. in the hip-hop industry when someone is not giving sex work or sex mm. appeal in hip-hop then they are looked down upon i remember this whole conversation mm. with fifi cooper mm. yes she was people are always talking about what she's wearing what she's not mm. wearing she doesn't look exactly. nice but i realized no it's not what it's not what fifi cooper is wearing it's the fact that people want to see sex when yes. some women musicians just want to give music and i'm not 
not mm. I'm not looking down on people who give sex appeal. Me myself, I'm a big fan of saying I'm capable. <laughs> I I I, I invigorate. Body, I yeah. you know I have sexual capabilities and I can do the sex, not just take and give the sex. Like, but mm. I see myself mm. as someone who's you know who's involved in the giving in the showing of sex. But we also yeah. have to outline the fact that it can't be the necessity. It can't be like a prerequisite for women to participate in the mu- music industry. They must give sex before they're mm. legitimized. And I think your research, does your research touch on that? Uh, I, I, yeah, I feel like uh, women should be allowed to choose. Uh, yes. I mean, I don't, I don't, I just remember watching a concert once. I think it was uh, not a concert, uh, an interview. Okay. I think they were interviewing Adele, uh, talking about her body image. Yes, and, like, the body shame. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and 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 she was like, "Listen, I'm a I'm a musician. Yeah. I don't know what I how that. I look has anything to do with that was a powerful with statement. it." And I mean, it's the demand is there in the industry as a whole, but it's it's a lot more on women. Mm-hmm. And and you're you're very right about um, uh, people wanting to see sex, and 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 it goes back to this thing of women being the instead of being recognized as musicians themselves, mm. being decorative elements, you know, being the jewels, the embellishment mm. to music videos where they, you know, women wear bikinis yeah. while the men are fully dressed, uh, you know. and There are flowers of the revolution fine. in the music industry. Mm. As, you, as you're saying, though, it is fine for women who choose to, to do that for themselves, yes, but yes. it has now become like, if you're not doing this, it's kind of late for it's you. It's not the, uh, the, the in thing. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you so much, Kabo. Thank you so much for sharing with us your thoughts. We really, truly appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kabo. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. That was Kabo Chweni, who is a final year music student majoring in performing arts management and community music. She has been particularly interested in writing about gender and music and performance. You are still listening to Not Yet Uhuru's Propaganda Culture right here on UJFM Drive, brought to you by the Society Institute for Social Justice. Get in touch with us on Twitter at Society underscore SA or alternatively UJFM. Tell us what you think. What do you think about the music industry and the positionality of women? And in particular, black women, we want to know, is Propaganda Culture and UJFM Not Yet Uhuru. You are listening to Not Yet Uhuru. Brought to you by the Soul City Institute. It is music coming through from Queries featuring Zaga and this one is titled Mama Show. Are you still tuned into the propaganda culture on the UJFM Driver 95.4? You can still interact with us and let us know what you think by tweeting us at SoulCT underscore say. Alternatively at UJFM, I mean we're talking about feminism in the pop culture. Can we even say it's a real thing? Of course. I mean Kabo really goes in the research. I mean she touches on uh, you know how nuns were usually dressed back in the day put behind a veil so the voice is separated from the body you know and she also links that to Masarafina. so there's many many politics on the woman's body in the music industry and delivering music so Kabo, shout out to you girl like you're doing the work and siafunda sinawe and we support you uh, we are now joined on the line by lindy Mutama, a literary and political scholar and disruptive Please storyteller she is with nonless kosana a student activist who says she's out here to disrupt patriarchy's bare Faced lies. I hope they are. Are they there? How do we have them, Pumzile? Uh, okay, but our connector. Yeah, one of those thing of people hanging up on us. Oh, yes, please. please, please, Lindy, pick up the it's phone. Ringing. That's a good sign. Pick up the phone, Lindy. We, we want to hear you, girl. Twisting my fingers and toes. Le- let's hope she picks up. Lindy, Hello? oh, finally, Lindy, welcome to the UJFM drive. Hi, thanks for having us. 
You are with Nontesco Sana, right? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. Yeah, we want we want to hear from you. We already in, uh, introduced you guys uh, as the Ulindio, as the literary and political scholar and disruptive storyteller. Yes, yes. Uno, no, Kosane, a student activist who says she's out here to disrupt patriarchy's bare-faced lies. That was your introduction. So, do you think feminism can be found in pop culture? Um, so, I think there definitely are, like, expressions of, like, various forms of, like, feminism within pop culture. Mm-hmm. But I also don't like thinking about feminism as, like, one monolithic, homogenous, like, yes, yes, um, yes. like, theory or, like, thing that people embody, right? But you have, like, really kind of, like, potent figures in South Africa and abroad who are doing what I think is, like, really radical and disruptive and amazing feminist work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let, let's bring it let's bring it back let's bring it to yourself give us give us examples give us names give us examples we want to hear it from you from me okay. yes so in the south african scene like having lived in cape town for well until the beginning of this year since 2012 yes. um don't say jude and um, she is a rapper queer rapper mm-hmm. doing like amazing phenomenal feminist and queer work within, like, the hip-hop community yeah. in Cape Town, you know? Um, and she's all about, like, kind of, like, disrupting performances of gender mm. and, like, bridging, or just, like, shaking up the, like, very, like, masculine space that hip-hop is. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah. started off as a drag queen and used to, like, perform and play around with her gender. So she's amazing to me. Mm. And in this current moment as well, people like Cardi B and Rihanna, yes. I yes. think, are just doing, like, the most right now mm-hmm. um i think you can also like add uh zoe Medica, who's yes. into, like the jazz team but in her own kind of type of way you know she's young yeah. um upcoming she's done so much you know she's been to the cape town jazz festival um she's been she, she played recently at the um Dandabang jazz festival and yeah. i think she's doing quite a great job you know um, I mean, and the, like, the kind of narrative that follows her music, her life, you know, she's fully invested on, like, not not having the, the, the industry dilute who she is, you know, on creating the music on her own terms and yes, yes. the kind of story that she wants to be telling without mm. anybody, you know, altering that in or taking, sexualizing her body because, you know, she is black and she is female. So, um, yeah, shout out to her. I thought, I thought you guys would mention Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Beyonce is a tricky figure because we know that she hides it strong, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think she's like a very nuanced figure. Um, her works have always been about like I think she's always managed to like claim her sexuality and claim her body yeah. in very like expressive ways, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there is also the narrative, especially recently after Lemonade, yeah. of um, the narrative of that ride or die black woman who oh yes yes black men regardless of like the emotional trauma that they put us through you know mm. and that was kind of like a problem oh not problematic but like complex a, it's and complex yeah. it's quite a, quite a complex issue you know there you know there are those who who will understand obviously her choice because at the end of the day it is yes. it is her choice yeah you know mm. to, to to, to have that narrative and to engage with it, but also, you know, the problematics of coming with, like, you know, staying with black men who continue to do this kind of um, nonsense. It's nonsense, you're right. It's yeah. controversial, so, you know, you have to allow her to, to have her own, to have her own um, narrative, to, 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 
you know, without have, without uh, like you know having her be like the vanguard of like what we should do. Yeah, like I think everybody essentializes her and like expects her to do right all the time. Yeah, and that like it's okay for her to also like you know have you know these kinds of issues that like essentially all black women face mm. to be a complicated human mm. being. Yeah. You know? Now, I mean, we, we live in a society that is very active, you know, when it comes to politics. I mean, we cannot ignore that. So do, do you think that politics somehow have anything to do with the way that women portray themselves in the pop culture? See, I think it's interesting. And I'm, so I'm going to kind of use like Cardi B and Beyonce, like, like, like not against each other, but like mutually reading like the work that they do. Um, and especially within America, there is this, like, historical inscription and discursive inscription of, like, sexualizing or mammifying the black female body, right? And you see it as well in, like, music videos where um, black women are there mostly as, like, appendages to, to color the landscape of, like, music videos for black male rappers, right? Um, and that there already is, like, a, an inherent politics to the black female body yeah. um, yes, and to own yes. that body, especially in, like the, in relation to Cardi B, to own a body that has been historically sexualized from a place of without and to claim that sexuality, having mm. been a former sex worker and to be yeah. uninhibited in her expression of self and her expression of like her liberated sexuality and owning that body as yes. an agent, yes. Um, yes. I think is absolutely amazing and kind of like contests legacies of um, objectification due to, like, slavery institutions and colonial institutions yes. that, like, sought to, to to own and colonize the black female form, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like we, are, we own our bodies and we decide what we do with our bodies. Mm-hmm. And if I want to be sexual, I'm going to be sexual. And this I is my vagina. How and when. Exactly. Yeah. Like, get out of my vagina, you know? <laughs> like, it's mine. I own it. But so, I also think, like, you know, just adding into the, like, the whole idea of, like, popular culture and the media stream in any case, you, the media has so much influence on, like, the kinds of, like, how we we, 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 we take in and shape our identities. Yeah. And for them to to occupy a space that um, previously marginalized, ma- marginalized them, so to take that space and reappropriate it in a sense where they are empowered by that space yeah. is doing a yes. lot because at yes. the end of the day, yes. you know, pop- popular culture continues to grow and especially mm. with, like, you know, the growing technological processes and, like, digitization of media systems, you know, popular culture mm. spreads beyond just a television or, you know, all these other, yes, like, yes. you know, before Web 2.0, it spreads into like you know social media platforms like Twitter and Instagram. Yes, and stuff like that. Like, yes, you know, yes. Cardi B is not just a figure in her music videos or whatever, but she's also a figure on Instagram who you can follow mm. and in real time, you know, experience kind of like life she's living, you know. And so it, it, it reaches beyond like what, what pop culture was, let's say, maybe like 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, and yeah. Culture is and how, you know, in fact, black women have been able to reappropriate that space for themselves mm. in a way that they use it positively to, like, break these, like, patriarchal, um, you know, patriarchal strongholds on a black women's bodies. Mm. Yeah, I mean, ladies, I mean, it, it all comes down to, I mean, the fact that, I mean, the question that what will it take to change the dominance of patriarchy and the male gaze in broadcast music? I think decentralizing, I think it starts between, for me personally, and I've seen it like enacted in my own life as well, is building 
um, intimate communities of like of tenderness and fostering those communities between black women yeah. when we claim space and define space for ourselves. Mm. We write our own language, we write our own narrative, we come up with our own theory. And I think our just our just the fact that we live and breathe and exist and love in this world is already a kind of like theory and pedagogy of the of the oppressed. You know, we're mm. doing unimaginable work just by being alive. Yes. And by yes. You know? And decentralizing and Tony Morrison does this a lot, like decentralizing the white idea or the heteropatriarchal idea or the heteronormative idea in expressions of our art and expressions yeah. of our mm. creation and expressions mm. of our lives is where it starts, you know, because then we can tap into a language that is ancestral, that is resistive, that is disruptive, that is formed by us and for us, you know? Yeah, yeah. And essentially we're like creating our own archives by like having this kind of material filter into the social media stream or whatever stream that, that is out there because at the end of the day we we are a we are an intellectual people who who really put too much on like what the archive is, and because the archive has so often been written from a very different gaze, if it's not white, it's patriarchal. You know, yes, having yes, a feminist yes. a feminist archive where black women are able to you know at a click of a button access that archive mm-hmm. is also a good thing because at the end of the day we we'll, we're rewriting our own stories from our own perspective yeah. in the way we mm-hmm. want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yo, you guys have said so much. I'm here on the edge of the seats. Like, yo, okay, let's are dishing out, guys. They are dishing out. I feel like I'm going to take this record home and make my children's children's children listen to it because this interview was so dope. But now I want you guys to put names, right? Oguti, there's these people, this problematic group of people we know who say problematic things, who do problematic things in music, who objectify women, who, who go to the extremes, right? And uh, putting out misogynistic work that we need to call out right now. And who are these people according to them? You can, uh, you won't remember all of them, or you might really, but just give us a few names because yeah, we, we also start need to putting out names out there. We have a problem with this kind of music or this song or this music video, and we see you, we, we don't like it. Who are these people? Ooh, that's a difficult yeah. one because you, know, you don't want to. You don't want to, you know. At the end, it's such a it's such a difficult space to navigate. Yeah. And like, you know, you understand that people are going to be problematic, and they're going to um, essentially, you know, re re. What's this? It's not reappropriate, but basically, you know, when when people have been marginalized, yes. and then yeah, yeah and, and, they, and they internalize that, that own oppression, and then begin to reenact their own oppression, mm-hmm. and it's like. Do you then cut them down for reenacting an oppression that, like, they aren't even aware that they're reproducing? Yeah, know? let's and let's make let's make them aware. Let's make them I aware because that's also part of feminist work. Time. We need to make them aware. Oguti, yeah. this line of work or this sentence or this song or this music video is wrong. Yeah, you're saying a very important thing. Oguti, we are raised under these conditions. They are being normalized. Yeah. Heteronormativity, yeah. whiteness, the white male being the alpha male that we're all vying for. But we need to start calling it out so we can fix these problems. Problems amongst no, ourselves because we recognize Wuti, we are marginalized people who've been growing under these conditions and they've been normalized. That's why we need to call it out. For me, yeah. I think that's the that's the that's the direction I'm coming from. Yeah, yeah. And I think within like the music, the South African music scene specifically, like recent, not recent, but like recently, there was like um, a public conversation about how Umalum Cat is, Umalum Cat. Oh yes, is, yes. Is, is a sexual predator. Yeah. yeah. 
And then you had female musicians, women musicians, and creators collaborating. Who still collaborating mm. with him mm. and aligning themselves with him. And for me, mm. I find it incredibly problematic because the kind of message that sends out is condoning rape culture. Exactly. Mm. And so mm. it's like mm. really you draw the line between collaboration and like perpetuating um, rape culture. Yeah. Are you, are you referring to the work that he, um, he did with Shoma Josie? Yeah, yes. That is what we're referring to. And mm. we understand that the hustle is real, right? Yes, mm. most definitely. Most you definitely. Know, and yeah. especially for like black women within the Trying music industry, in, into the ind- where we know yeah. that a lot of the people who still hold, hold prominent positions are men. Yes. Kind of have to like hustle and try to get your name out there as much mm. as you can. And I'm not knocking the game, but I yeah. feel like we yeah. also yeah. need to be critical about yeah. which people we decide to collaborate with. And, mm. and, and what that's it. Essentially because, you know, now... She, unfortunately, you know, because she is good, she is extremely talented. Yes. Then she's also got this one thing attached to her, especially because you know the conversation was had, the conversation mm. was generated, and like you know, these are the kind of things that like stick to your name. And then how do you how do you break free from that? Yeah, you know, from, from from a particular people viewing that you know, like mm. it's like I can appreciate your talent and I can appreciate your work, but I just can't get past as the fact that you are choosing to collaborate with somebody you know has been you mm. know mm. identified mm. as a racist, especially in a country where race culture and femicide is so prevalent, especially directed to yes. um, dispossessed um, black women, you mm. know, mm. and. There's a particular kind of gendered and racialized and also class kind of like defined femicide and rape culture that exists in this country. And we're not saying that it's not unmessy terrain and politics doesn't have to be neat, you know, mm. but there also does need to be a space of self-reflection and critique to, yeah, yeah, to, to show up for the messes that you make politically mm. as well, to be like, I'm collaborating with this person and I know what they've done and I'm going to take accountability for it. Exactly. Yes. I'm choosing to align yes. myself with a racist and, yes. and deal with the implications. I think a good thing would actually have a conversation with her, you know, and hear it from her her side because at the end of the day we can only speculate about like why she decided to like you know continue the decisions that she made mm, um, mm, mm. you know i think that would be good you know because it, it, it's important to always hear the side of the other um you know we cannot only just you know sit here and be like yeah this is wrong. yes like, yes you know, yes yeah where she where she's coming from and most you know and I suppose then that, 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 that's how you start d- dialogue and conversation because, you know, not everybody's perfect, you know? Mm. I, don't know yeah, I disagree true. with Nonte about hearing the other side. Had they been, had she initiated the conversation in the beginning, maybe I'd be open to hearing it. Yeah. But I don't know if I can make allowances for people who are also agents in a rape culture, um, in, in perpetuating rape culture. Uh, for me, yeah. it's yeah. tricky. And and it is very, like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's very tricky terrain, you know, but... What do you do? Because at the end of the day, it's like it's happened. And how do we move forward from here on? Yeah, because yeah. she aware that, like, you know, she, 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 this is what's happening. This is the kind of conversation there is. Or is she just, like, unaware? Because there are people who are just, like, completely unaware of, like, you know, I mean, it's sad. And it's like, wait, how? But it, it, it's true. Some people will say that they are unaware of the kind of, like, terrain they're engaging in. And, like, yes, how problematic yes. and quite violent and dangerous that terrain can be mm. well ladies all i can say is we we tried to reach out to her you know for the show but unfortunately we wanted her to be part of this conversation yeah, obviously to 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 stay to oh, her wow, side okay. but unfortunately she did not respond yeah see now that because you see now i have to be like and i have to agree with lindy like you know you i'm i believe in giving space 
Yeah. To, like say they say, but like if you're not going to say you say, then like I mean you're leading me with nothing. So I'm allowed to make the kind of judgment and like yeah to draw the I conclusion made, that I've mm. been yeah. making. Sometimes you know? ignorance is also yeah Sometimes exactly self imposed. You just exactly. don't want it. To be. You know, I think that's tricky. <laughs> that's very tricky. Because <laughs> it's you know. You know, you guys are raising very valid points. I'm also making, you know, in, in relation to the whole BRICS thing, how people were saying, oh, BRICS is a role model to young people. Because even after the charges of rape were laid up against him, people were still booking him to come and perform for three years, for the past three years while he was facing it's rape charges. Problem. And it's like, it's like, you know, in South Africa, and we've just become so... So we we don't we don't even see how like pervasive and violent rape culture has yeah. become. like yes. it's been so normalized. We're so used to hearing it, and, and it, 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 it's 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 almost like it's it, it, it's become so diluted that yes. like, we are unaware of the severity of what it means. You know, it's like it's almost like we've done a separation about like what rape actually is. Like mm. it's a complete violation of somebody's you know bodily integrity and, and other and their humanity, and it's like somehow we've been able to vindicate that away from like what it is like yeah like you can yeah. separate so it's almost like we said some people are uh, just allowed you know it's, uh, it, it's the most like the whole bill cosby situation as yes. well you know and it's Which like and i think we see it as well it's like a pervasive condition within our homes as well where when girls start to come into their bodies in sexualized ways and you're starting mm. to dress are starting to show yeah Ooh, mama or someone will say no you need to cover up you know yes. and it does yes. become the problem of why umalume is umalume looking at the little girl in a sexualized way you, you guys are reminding me of this song there's this song you so it's 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 the girl for, for growing Essentially, it's her problem for growing. She should not grow. Not Lindy. Yeah, With that point you mentioned, you reminded me of a song. Do you guys remember that song? Do you remember that song? You see, Lebo remembers the song. I don't, it's one of those people, I don't, I'm not really sure, so I don't want to call the wrong person. But I know that song, Ibuaka Pedophilia, and it normalizes so much. You know, and we continue yeah. dancing and making these songs, which are very rapey, and, and, and we normalize them, and we hype them up. Exactly. Because also, you know, we, when you think about, like, the lyrics, it's like, you know, people are just so unaware of, like, how much, how much, like, words and, and lyrics are loaded. It's like, you know, if we're going to be linguistic about it and we're going to semiotically, like, deconstruct the way, like, meaning is entrenched and embedded in the things that we say, mm. you know, you just, you think it, it, it's nothing. It's a song, it's a jivey thing. But it's like, if you listen to the context and the lyrics mm. of the song, it's like, Mm. Why? Why is it that we even need to sing about something like something yes, like that? The yes. Yes. That, that kind of narrative exists is so damaging. But I don't even think people are unaware. I just think that somehow this this kind of like, and I want to call it like a national nervous condition, where mm. we have come to protect by any means necessary, or not even like I don't. It's like just like in like very violent like patriarchal disorder. Yeah. Where yeah. 
call it maybe, I don't know, trace its origins to like colonial confrontation mm-hmm. or how our cultures, because of that kind of confrontation, have become violently patriarchal as well, mm-hmm. where we, that day is the head of the household, yes. is the neck and all of these things, yeah. where there's an inability and there's a this like wanting to silence the violences that we know are happening. Everybody mm-hmm. knows they're happening. It's just a hushed conversation. We whisper about it. We don't talk about it. Yes. We protect the man. Yes. And why? Why are we doing this, you know? And some, at some point, we all started buying in because, like, mm. patriarchal agents aren't just men. Women can also be patriarchal yeah, agents true, as well. True. You know, we can also be involved in the violation of our body. Of course. Our psyche, our of humanity. course. And at some point, something's got to give and something's got to break. We need to disinvest in this system and in this cultural and, like, historical order that, like, completely oppresses us. Yeah. Because I think right now we still think that we have something to lose if we disinvest. But we have nothing to lose. We definitely don't. We definitely Thank you so much, guys. Like, yo, this was one of my most litest conversations. (laughs) Only not yet. No, you guys brought it. You brought it from the top to bottom, from bottom to top, left, right, center, middle, center. Yo. Yo, guys. And I cover up on all sides. And I'm so happy that you guys had a chance, gave us time to talk to us on this issue. You definitely brought it. And and thank you so much, Nontle and Lindu. Thank you so much. You must enjoy the rest of your day, Anish. Yes. Well, actually, we're going to go continue writing essays because that academic life is... Please good. write, guys. Those <laughs> things you were saying here, you need to write them. <laughs> we must also start documenting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, this was amazing. And like, anytime, hey? Thank you so much, guys. Now, that was Lindy M. a literary and political scholar and disruptive storyteller. And she's with us. No, 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 a student activist who says she's out here to disrupt patriarchy's bare-faced lies. You are still tuned into Not Yet Uhuru, right on UJFM Brought to you by the Soul City Institute for Social Justice. You are listening to Not Yet Uhuru. Brought to you by the Soul City Institute. Still tuned into Propaganda Culture and UJFM Drive 95.4. You can still join the conversation afterwards and we can continue talking on Twitter. Tell us about what, how you feel about what you just heard because me, I have a lot to say, guys. Tweet us at SoulCity underscore SA or alternatively at UJFM. We have been talking about feminism, pop culture and the experiences of women in the music industry and I have so many things to reflect on. Pumzile? Yeah, and now, j- just before the break, we heard from Olindu Mkletama and Unontles Kosana and you know what? We, we were also in conversation with Uch- and I must say, it's been such an in-depth conversation. Yes, you know, definitely. In a sense definitely. that, you know, there's a lot that, that still needs to be done in, mm-hmm. in the industry. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, you know, we, 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 we I feel like we've, we're very ignorant. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's a matter of just singing along to a song mm-hmm. and just ignoring, you know, the, the problems that some of the lyrics cause. Yeah. I mean, we've seen various artists coming out, you know, the likes of Simpua Dana to say, um, you know what, but the, the lyrics of your songs are sort of like trashing women. Yes, Why do you yes. have to do that? I mean, you can still create good music yes. without having, you know, to, to um, what's the word? Without having to put, you know, the other gender down. Mm. But we, we've seen it, we, 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 we keep seeing it happening. Yeah, in the, in the I mean, a patriarchal society will and obviously consume patriarchal music yeah. m- more than anything they're definitely looking for. But I think what stood out the most for me is how even us as women, we need to start having this conversation of what, you know, this 
I am my sister's keeper really mean mm. because I can see what we show much more, you know, vigorous responses to each other than in comparison to men. You know, like I'll give you an example. In the we come out here, hey, hey, what, 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 what. Now in the bagasho, my Josie and okay, my cat, okay, cool cat, we come out here, yeah. but, 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 mm. but, but. So we must really go into conversation with what does this I am my sister's keeper really mean? Mm. And obviously, mm. there's um, some unspoken, you know, politics underneath here, Uti. We do need some kind of, you know, nitini. Uh, I think it's about loyalty more than anything and how we show this loyalty in our circles as women. And for me, that stood out the most. And I think it's a conversation we definitely must have. Uti. What does this I am my sister's keeper mean? Because it keeps on coming up over and over again. Mm. We want women to account. We want women to account more, you know, more and more. We want women to account. Yes, true story. This is uh, propaganda culture on the UJFM Drive 95.4. Unfortunately, we are out of time. Yes, but but you, can, guys. you can still join the conversation on Monday from 3 till 4. Yes, as yes, we talk yes, about different yes. issues and of course you can still interact with us on social media it is at SoulCT underscore say alternatively at UJFM yes and we'll be back again on Monday and thank you so much our producer who always pulls through <laughs> with the best content guys no you can't you can't mess with her now, like me... you can't mess with her thank you so much Level, for also coming with us in studio writing us notes yes this girl guys I'm show Thank you to Soul City, everyone else. Guys, it's peace out from me. She waddles through this land, pregnant with dreams of liberation, with nowhere to birth them. Her water breaks in an attempt to cleanse the rot of patriarchy, but in turn, baptizes her as less than human. But this feminist understands that the power of her voice and clenched fist shall reclaim her freedom. Not yet Uhuru, the new voice of the women's liberation movement. <laughs>